0: What's going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Prep back again for a huge week of MMA news, as well as previews and reviews of cards that happen and are going to happen this weekend. We have UFC 260, and I can't wait to get into it. But first, Let's talk about this podcast and where it is and where it's going. It's right here in your ears at the moment and it's not going anywhere. So if you enjoy this podcast, do me a favor. Head to whatever platform that you're using to listen to it. Hit that five stars and leave a review and let the people know why you enjoy listening to this podcast. It helps the podcast on the charts and... If it helps the podcast on the charts, that means that more people have opportunity to listen to it. So if you think it's a good product, do me a favor and hit that five stars. I'd really appreciate it. Share it with a friend. Um, If you have a friend who's into MMA, just let them know that you listen to this podcast and see what they think about it. I would love that. If everybody who listened to it share shared it shared it sounds so weird if everyone who listened to this podcast shared it with a friend that means that this podcast will double in listenership <laughs> but um let's get into the news so <laughs> I recorded this show last week at about 11 20 was when I stopped recording when I finished recording and about 40 minutes later, all this news dropped. So we're going to start off with the news of Khabib Nurmagomedov's meeting with Dana White. The final dinner (laughs) for Khabib and Dana. That night, Dana revealed in a tweet, 29-0 it is, um, and how much he enjoyed watching his career um, it's like we always said, man, them promises to parents. I just never saw a road for Khabib to come back to the UFC after how his retirement went. Is there still things for him to do in the sport? Of course. Does he have anything to prove? Absolutely not. So let's talk about the domino effect that happened after that bombshell announcement. I think the biggest news, especially for fans of this podcast, and if you've been following this podcast, you know this is huge for this show and for my fandom as an MMA fan. So, we get the announcement that for the vacant, I'm sorry for the sound, I'm not sure what's going on with my sound at the moment. But it will be fixed by next week. It's been bugging me. I sat here for about a half an hour trying to fix it. (laughs) So, for the vacant UFC lightweight title, it will be Charles Oliveira against Michael Chandler. This is huge. This is an incredible fight. Um, I cannot wait (laughs) to see this fight. It will be happening on May 15th, so we're about two months away, and I am hype. Michael Chandler has started his training camp earlier this week, and all the posts that he has been posting have me super pumped and uh, couldn't happen to a better guy, and I think he has the perfect opponent in Charles Oliveira, who's on a monster win streak, who has... You know, fought hard for this. So this is just a sign of hard work. You know, leads to big opportunities. And that's what I believe. And that's why I believe that they were given this shot. And I can't wait for it, man. This is a great, great, great fight. Like, it's going to be hard to top for me as far as um, excitement. Like, yes, I was excited for Izzy Yan. But Michael Chandler is someone that I've followed for throughout this whole podcast journey. And for him to be fighting for a UFC title against a challenger like Charles Oliveira, this is huge. I cannot wait. Couldn't happen to a better guy. And then, after that, obviously everybody's wondering, damn, what's going on with Dustin Poirier? Um, he's clearly the one that deserves the shot well dustin likes money and we all know that the trilogy between him and connor is going to be huge and it seems like that's going to happen in june or july the last bit of news coming out of the lightweight division is um today at the press conference for ufc 260 dana was asked where does justin land um Dana basically saying if I was this was how I interpreted it if I was Justin I'd sit back and watch this all play out but he said that he's in a great position which I agree Justin has nothing to prove even though his last fight was a loss he has absolutely nothing to prove he doesn't need to fight anybody else I think he should just sit back and see who's the champ And then what happens with Dustin and McGregor. Um, I think Justin Gaethje versus any of these guys is fantastic. We already seen what he was able to do with Dustin. um, And those other three names are insane. Could you imagine a Justin Gaethje fight against freaking Conor McGregor? (laughs) You thought Dustin's leg kicks were bad? Wait till you feel Justin's like kicks um but that was incredible a lot a lot of fun stuff Uh, my last note on Khabib actually um this was actually a news item as well Khabib spoke with Luke Rockhold and said that he would like to coach him on his return so that's a possibility and hey if say if he does coach Luke and Luke looks fantastic in his return you know, it's all a joke until it's reality and could be quite possibly could be the coach of the year, especially if Islam keeps killing it. If any of his other teammates crush it and he's there, oh man, Khabib could be the coach of the year. Moving on to some names uh, we've been hearing, you know, we talk here about Gordon Ryan pretty regularly um, and At the beginning of last year, he had teased that he was looking to get into MMA. Well, that tease just got that much closer with Gordon Ryan signing with one championship to compete in submission grappling and MMA. That's incredible. Um, I love that he's going to go there to compete in submission grappling because I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's the one thing that they haven't done yet. As far as martial arts, you know they have kickboxing. They have Muay Thai fights as well as MMA fights. And now they're going to add submission grappling. This is fantastic. I'm sure he got a pretty hefty deal from that um, as well as his MMA not return, but his MMA debut, that's going to be huge numbers for one championship, especially if they can do it on TNT. Now, (laughs) I don't know how PG he is for a a live TV, but I'm not going to lie. I can't wait to see it because he is a phenom on the ground, and this is going to be great for one championship to start their submission grappling league per se with Gordon Ryan. That is fantastic. Congrats to Gordon Ryan. In a surprising turn of events, I have an awesome piece of news for you guys. This week, about a day ago. Today's Thursday. I believe I saw the news on Wednesday. Um one of my favorite female fighters, Misha Tate announced that she will be returning to MMA on July 17th to face Marion Renault which you know coming back from retirement to face Marion Renault who said that this will be her retirement fight um I cannot wait we haven't seen Misha Tate since 2016 um the crazy thing about that you know she <laughs> she had went on you know A losing streak of two fights in 2016. But she was crushing it. If you think about it. She had a really busy 2016. So she went. In March. She defeated Holly Holm. Then in July. She loses to Amanda Nunes. Only to return. In November. And then lose to Raquel Pennington. And then say that she's retiring. Um. I was one that when she retired, I thought she had a ton left in the tank and I didn't see why she was retiring at that time, Um, especially how young she was. I want to say she was like 29 at the time, Um, not even 30 yet. Loses two fights, you know, no, you know, you lost to the, in hindsight, you lost to the greatest female fighter of all time. And then to Raquel Pennington, who was no punk at that time valid contender um but like Dana said you know females are different a lot of them you know when they leave the sport for a bit they go you know to start a family and that she did um she also went to work and won championship as the vice president so for me personally I think this is perfect timing for her to come back I'm not looking for her to be thrust into a title match or anything. I just want to see her compete again. Because she is fantastic. 2016. Comeback of the year. 2011 female fighter of the year. um, Former Bantamweight champion. If you guys remember how she beat Holly Holm. It was an incredible fight. Do yourself a favor and go back and watch that. And then think how good is Misha Tate. And see if you're you're excited for her return. Um. I cannot wait to see it. Along with those incredible lightweight fights made last week. At the same time we had a slew of Bantamweight action made. So let's talk about these two huge fights that were made for the Bantamweight division in the UFC. Number one, Corey Sanhagen versus the returning after a two year suspension layoff. T.J. Dillashaw. Now, Corey Sanhagen really called his shot here. And uh, I think this is the perfect opportunity for him. You know, we hear, allegedly, what happened between those two guys in the gym. So I am really looking forward to seeing these guys fight in the octagon. Um, T.J. was such a fun fighter. um, But I think that his style... Stylistically, this is a nightmare for him. Someone who continuously pushes the pace forward and lays the hammer down while TJ just seeks a huge shot. That's a terrible game plan, and and I'm really interested to see how this fight plays out later on this year. As well, talk about boxing. Talk about boxing. You got to talk about Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. This is an incredible matchup as well. We're talking about the number three versus number four. This is how it should be. Um, They are matched up for May 22nd. It's the headlining fight. Rob Font is so damn good. And I can't wait to see him test his skills against someone the caliber of opponent of a Cody Garbrandt. Let's talk about some other quick fight announcements. We had Jack Hermanson versus the returning Edmund Shabazian. That's a fun fight. Um, good good fight for Shabazian. A scary matchup, but you know I'm a Jack Hermanson fan, so that is a tough, tough fight for him. Um, then we had... Tim Elliott versus Sumadarji. That should be a really fun fight. Quick turnaround for Tim Elliott. Uh, then we had Jennifer Maya versus Jessica I. So those are the fight announcements for this week. Let's talk about UFC Fight Night: Brunson versus Holland. This card live from the UFC Apex on ESPN. You know that's something that we really stopped. Um, Caring about lately because ESPN plus has really been playing everything. Uh, We usually only get hype when it's like uh, ABC card now. But uh, yeah, this was live on ESPN. Let's talk about the prelims real quick. We had Bruno Silva defeating JP Baez by TKO in the second round. Then we had Montel Jackson starching Jesse Strader. In the first round, then we had an extremely close fight between Trevin Giles and the uh, former light heavyweight, now middleweight, Roman Delize, dropping his first fight by split decision, I believe. Um, the fight was really close. I kind of gave it to Giles. Uh, it was just something that I, it was too close to call, and either way, I didn't care which way it was called. Then we had Grant Dawson with one second left finishing Leonardo Santos. That was insane. Um, poor Leonardo. <laughs> you know, you could have played it safe and, in my opinion, won the fight. But I think they they saw the uh, after the fact we looked at the judges' scorecards. And if Grant Dawson finished or not, he was winning that fight. But I was kind of scoring it for Leonardo at the time. And then he just got starched at the last second. It was insane. Uh, The aforementioned Marion Renault drops a decision to Macy Chazon. Uh, Like we said, Marion Renault's next fight will be her final fight. Uh, But Macy, she needs to just keep winning and be on a consistent streak. And I think that she could be possibly next uh to be amanda's next victim (laughs) let's keep it real amanda's next victim moving on to the main cards starts off with the heavyweight tied to finishing the late replacement harry hunsucker in the first round then my prospect my favorite prospect of last year returning Adrian Yanez defeats Gustavo Lopez by TKO in the third round with a gorgeous, gorgeous shot. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Adrian Yanez fight, do me a favor and go watch this fight. This fight was actually a ton of fun leading up to that third round finished. So if I were you, I'd get on the train now because it's kind of getting packed, especially after last week. Then we had Monserrat Conejo defeating Cheyenne Baez really soundly (laughs) by decision. Um, I'm not going to get into the controversy that happened in that fight. But Cheyenne just never stood a chance. Um, And everybody who's kind of hype on Monserrat, let's be honest, who else is she going to do that to? You know, they call her the headlock master, you know. Who else is going to stay in that position? You think she's going to do that to those top contenders? Go ahead. I dare you to try to do that to someone like a Carla Esparza. Who has a phenomenal wrestling background. Good luck, dude. Now you're 10-1, and 1, I understand. But this is your first fight in the UFC. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But... You're gonna lead, you're gonna need to learn some new moves. Especially just think someone like Tisha Torres. You think Tisha Torres is gonna stay like that? Not a chance. Then we had moving up to the co main, because we'll we'll talk about uh what happened with the co main of this fight and next weekend's fight. Uh we had Max Griffin defeating Ken song. By TKO in the first round. Just Ken Onstong did not stand a chance. Max Griffin looked fantastic in this fight. Uh, I want to see him fight a big name after that knockout. That was devastating. And he takes home 50K. So congratulations to Max Griffin on that victory. And then in the main event. Derek Brunson does what Derek Brunson does. And defeats Kevin Holland. Excuse me. Soundly. By unanimous decision, he beat the crap out of Kevin Holland. Um, and yes, it is MMA, so beat the crap doesn't just mean that he, uh, you know, punched his way to victory. No, he he took care of business on the ground, and Kevin Holland did not stand a chance. Let's talk about some of the aftermath. Um, people who are complaining that Kevin Holland talks too much, listen. Does anybody remember what Kevin Holland did? During the Jacare fight, when he talked plenty in that fight as well, yeah, he knocked Jacare out. Every fight that he's fought in that you've been such a fan of is because he talks. And if he doesn't talk, you're going to be asking, "What's wrong with Kevin Holland? Why is he not talking?" Like, come on, guys, that's his that's his game. He talks. Now he needs to fix his wrestling. That's for damn sure. Um. And I don't know if he needs to go down to 170 like he's talking about. I think it's just as tough, if not worse, at 170 with with wrestlers. Like Mike Heck from MMA Fighting said it perfectly. And it's the first one I thought of too because I'm such a fan. But put Kevin Holland there and Sean Brady. It's a nightmare. Good luck. Like it's it's rough, man. Um, I, I'm not off the Kevin Holland train like some of these people are which I can't even believe that I'm saying that some of these people are off the train like dude one loss he just went five and oh in 2020 it's a shame but it wasn't to me all else isn't lost with Kevin Holland what we really need to talk about is how good Derek Brunson looked now one issue Kevin Holland hit him with some really good shots. And I still think that Derek Brunson's chin is extremely suspect. But uh, we'll have to see. If he could stick to his guns and just wrestle, then, you know, he could compete. He really could compete. But that was UFC fight night, Brunson versus Holland. Uh, Another weird card. You know, I don't think it was a bad card by any stretch. But uh, wasn't the best outing. Especially that main event. It was kind of boring. But uh, let's talk about this weekend. There's no way in hell that this fight or card is boring. UFC 260. So we could possibly be looking at the final UFC pay-per-view from the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. It was a blast. You know in a sense i'm kind of sad to see it go um obviously we don't know how long it will be gone if the ufc will be you know going there for fight nights still or are they going to try to run as many arenas as they can now me personally i don't think they have to you know we saw we we hear about the numbers and money that they saved you know without fans especially with the espn deal like i don't think that there's Anything that they uh, they don't need fans. But uh, it's exciting to think about. Uh, but the UFC Apex is great, man. I, I love watching fights from there. So let's talk about UFC 260. Starting in the prelims at featherweight, Shane Young versus Omar Morales. Then at light heavyweight. We have Modestus Pukakis against Michelle oh, UFC News. Michel <laughs> Ozway. I definitely said that wrong. Then we have Abu Bakr, Namurga Madoff against Jared Gooden, and then Alonzo Menafield versus Fabio Sharon. Moving on to the main card, a lot of low-key fighters, but a lot of great fights. So, let's talk about Jamie Malarkey versus Kama Worthy. Then, finally, Miranda Maverick returns against Jillian Robertson. I can't wait to see Miranda Maverick. She looked fantastic in her last fight. I cannot wait to see this next one. Then, at Bantamweight, the returning Sean O'Malley against... Thomas Almeida you know what's crazy to think about Thomas Almeida at one point was Sean O'Malley like that burgeoning prospect that everybody couldn't wait and you know title aspirations and this and that and his career has been quite up and down (laughs) since you know those high praises I think who was the one that beat the crap out of him was it Cody Garbrandt that kind of stopped the train on him (laughs) Then in the co-main event, no featherweight title fight. Why is that? Because unfortunately for the featherweight champion, Alex Volkanovsky, he did test positive for COVID-19, so he was pulled from the card, as well as Brad Riddell last weekend. Um, Bums me out, man. I was really looking forward to Alex Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega, but My personal opinion, I think that they should headline an ABC card with that fight. Why not? Like, I understand pay-per-view points, but listen, the featherweight title fight is not going to be in the main event. So just put it on ABC and worry about the eyes. Like, if I'm Alex Volkanovsky, I want all the eyes in the world. Because everybody loves Max Holloway, and they're still adjusting to you being the champ. So if I were you, I would love the idea of getting on ABC. But the new co-main event, returning welterweights, Tyrone Woodley versus Vicente Luque. This is an awful fight for Woodley to return, you know, to try to get a victory. Woodley hasn't won a round in... 15 rounds. 20 rounds. How many has it been? Let's see. Let's do it together. He lost his title. To Kamaru Usman. Lost every round in that fight. Then he fought. Gilbert Burns. Lost every round in that fight as well. And then he fought. Kobe Covington. And lost every round in that fight. So he's. 0-15 in his last 15 rounds. So let's see what he could do against Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque's last fight was Wonderboy. And he got smacked up pretty good in that fight as well. So both these guys searching for a win. Uh, Tyrum, I know he's you know been asked about it. I think that he could possibly be on the chopping block at this point in his career. And then in the main event, neither of these guys are on the chopping block. Both of them at the prime of their career still. The champ, the baddest man on the planet, Stipe Miocic against Francis Ngannou. Four straight finishes. Stipe has had the trilogy with Daniel Cormier. Uh, two and one in that trilogy. And then the the last opponent before that was Francis, which he also beat. Um, you know, I just... It's true what they say. Like they talk about how great Francis. How much has he improved. But we've only seen like three minutes of him. Like let's be honest. How much did Francis Ngannou improve? Who tried to take Francis Ngannou down? Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades tried to take everybody down. And he doesn't succeed taking everybody down. He usually gets knocked out. So you can't say that. Um. You know, he, if he doesn't finish Stepe, there's no path to victory for him. Now, me personally, I text a good friend of mine, Chris, from Suplex Philly, Suplex Vintage, Suplex Cards. Get to know him, man. He's a good person to know. Um, and I said, after watching the press conference today, I think is going to finish Francis. I don't know why. I really don't. But I really think that Stipe Miochik can finish Francis and this weekend. And we're gonna find out. This is gonna be a hell of a fight. I cannot wait. I have <laughs> zero faith in France coming out of the first round with the same energy in the second and third. Like when's the last time Francis and Ganu went, you know, a whole round? Well, the answer to that is 2018. <laughs> Francis Ngannou went eight rounds in 2018. And <laughs> lost. Well, not in all of 2018. He he went uh, three rounds with Derek Lewis and then another five with Stipe. And the Derek Lewis fight he lost as well as the Stipe fight. So him going more than one round is trouble for him. Um. Yeah, I just don't see it, man. No path to victory for him. I don't care how hard he hits, man. Stipe is one of the toughest guys. He's the, you know, he's the baddest man on the planet for a reason, you know. And I don't say that as you know some tagline. I really do think that he's that damn good. He nobody makes adjustments like Stipe. You know, Henry Cejudo. We saw him make a fantastic adjustment against Marlon Marais. But Stipe, think about the stuff that he was able to do with Daniel Cormier. Who else did that to Daniel? That's not named John Jones. That's another thing. Are we going to see John Jones this weekend? I don't know, but we'll find out. That has been all for this week's YBE MMA. I am Josh Prebigin. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Prepson, one word. You can find the show on Instagram as well as Teespring. YBE. MMA podcast thank you so much for listening if it's your birthday happy birthday enjoy the fights this weekend and we'll see you next week